Every day, CT testifies to the reality that Jesus is alive, transforming his world and bringing his kingdom to bear. Jesus transforms, CT equips. Make a gift to our nonprofit ministry with a gift of $20 to provide 150 more people with redemptive storytelling, global perspective, and thoughtful podcasts. Give now at morect.com equip. I'm Philip Bethencourt, joined here by Russell Moore, and we want to talk to you some more about the holidays. Think about uh, the, the topic that seems to come up every Christmas season, and that's the war on Christmas. So the, the media will draw attention to issues that are going on out there in the culture, but then people are experiencing this on their own right, whether it's a cashier who says, happy holidays to you instead of Merry Christmas, and that gets under your skin, or maybe a Christmas party that's dubbed a holiday party at your office, or the way that a school labels the, the winter break instead of calling it Christmas break. So Dr. Moore, when people are experiencing uh, this Christmas season and the types of war on Christmas things that go on around them in our culture, what are some things that will help them to think through how to navigate the war on Christmas? Well, you know, I thought about this a couple years ago. I, I wrote a little piece about this because I found myself really, really irritated one day. I was on a plane, and they had one of those uh, airline uh, magazines, and I was flipping through it, and there was an advertisement from uh, Budweiser, I think, one of the beer companies, that had the headline, Silent Nights Are Overrated. And then I flipped the page a couple more pages uh, through, and there was uh, an advertisement for this really expensive, high-end outdoor grill, and it says, who says it's better to give than to receive? And my response is, Jesus is the one who says it's better to give than to receive. And I was really irritated because I just I just sat there and thought, you know— would they put an ad in their airlines in you know in the Islamic world during Ramadan that says fasting is overrated or you know put something in one of the airlines in India that says who says everything is one with the universe and I thought, you know why why would they do that uh, with us and the issue was that I was totally missing the point and I was seeing things out of perspective because I was taking a kind of personal offense uh, at these issues rather than seeing the bigger uh, picture. Now, as you know, uh, I I think we have uh, tremendous problems when it comes to a militant kind of secularization with some of the the church-state questions that Richard John Newhouse, the late Richard John Newhouse, used to call the the naked public square. But I think that this outrage that we're expressing toward the commercial marketplace uh, sometimes is is overblown. We see things as persecution that really aren't. Sometimes there are. You know, sometimes we do see uh, situations of a school system penalizing a child for writing Merry Christmas uh, instead of saying that this is a, a holiday card. But the, the huffing and puffing that we tend to do when marketers don't get our Christian commitments is, uh, is, is I think, a little bit uh, off base. First of all, I think we need to keep in mind that most of these issues that we take offense at are done by corporations. And these corporations are trying to sell products. They're really not trying to offend constituencies. It really isn't good business to go out of your way to offend uh, constituencies. That, that's not good economics at all for anybody. And I think the problem is with, with those ads that, that really got me upset, 
I'm willing to bet that whoever came up with these ad campaigns didn't even know that they were making fun of Jesus Christ and of the birth in Bethlehem in the case of Silent Night, or with Jesus' statement that Paul records in his letter to the Corinthians that it's better to give than to receive. They just know, we've heard it's better to give than to receive, uh, probably, you know, something from Benjamin Franklin or somewhere. We know Silent Night, that's a Christmas carol that people people sing. They didn't trace that through, I'll bet. They just know it's just part of the background music. And so for them, it, it probably is the same as saying something about decking the halls or reindeer games or uh, heat miser and cold miser, any other kind of Christmas uh, background music that's around. There and so it's just it's just people who are who don't get all of that because they're living in a time in American culture that is much more secularized. So our response to that, I think, ought not to be a sense of outrage as though we're victims. I think instead we ought to say, okay, this tells us that our culture is less and less connected with the more basic roots of Christianity, and many. Um, especially in the culture-making sort of sectors in American life, see Christmas kind of the same way that most Americans see Hanukkah. We know about we know what a menorah is. Uh, we know what dreidels are, but most people don't really know about the Maccabean fight. They they don't really know about uh, about the the miraculous provision of oil to the Maccabeans. They don't know the background story there, and that ought not to make us angry. It instead ought to say, let's take the opportunity to understand our neighbors here and understand that they see us when they think of us and when they think of Christmas, they think about it more in terms of the trivialities than they do in terms of incarnation and blood atonement and uh, the, the, the kingdom that dawned there in Bethlehem. So they know about Silent Night like they know about Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. And they don't see just how momentous it is to say, Emmanuel, God is, is with us. And so I think that ought to tell us we need to spend some more time engaging our neighbors with exactly why the incarnation is good news, why the incarnation is scary news, why, why Herod receives this as bad news. And, uh, and, and if, we, if you think about it, the Christmas message really is one that if it's really understood, it just doesn't fit with all the trivial trappings of the holidays anyway. It's, it's much, much stranger than that. And uh, I think that's a good thing. We ought to embrace the strangeness at Christmas and all year round, because frankly, a gospel at Christmas or any other time that's safe enough to to sell beer and barbecue grills isn't the kind of gospel that's going to be able to make blessings flow far as the curse is found, as Isaac Watts put it. And so I think we ought to, when we think about this war on Christmas, we shouldn't turn this into a fight for our right to party. Uh, I think instead, we ought to remind ourselves that we live in, as every other generation before us has done, what Isaiah in Isaiah 9 calls a land of deep darkness. That's, that's what he said, 
would settle over Galilee of the Gentiles. And we need to remember that that darkness isn't overcome by sarcasm or personal offense or retaliatory insults or boycotts of Walmart or whatever it is. The light of Bethlehem shines in the darkness, and that's what we need to recover in our churches, in our families, in our communities. This is Russell Moore, and you're listening to Signposts.